The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey, I'm... <laughs> I was about to say my name. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break. Uh, I am not Derek Eagleton, but he just walked into right the on room. time. About time, we are ready to go. We got lots to talk about. Jerry Jones, I'll keep spinning until Derek decides to take over. All right, <laughs> let's just get into it. Jerry Jones, he talked on the fan today. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting because we, I felt from what I heard myself. That it wasn't the usual, you know, dream seller, optimistic, uh, hyped up Jerry Jones that we are used to uh, hearing and seeing for the most part. (laughs) But I just wanted to get y'all's opinion on some of the things that he did say in regards to Odell and where they're at currently, this is the second day of their visit. So there's still like a second part of it. And we still haven't necessarily heard what the status is as far as his physical and how that went specifically. So just overall thoughts on what you guys heard from Jerry. I think it's, like you said, it's got to work out for both sides, and he was adamant about that. It's got to work for uh, this year. Um, And, you know, if you just – if you listen to Jerry enough, you know that this is – he probably – you know, he wasn't that optimistic about it. It didn't sound as optimistic, but you got also got to remember that there's negotiations going on here, and uh, in the middle of it, and not just it's not other teams that are listening. It's his agent listening, maybe Odell himself. So there's a lot of cat and mouse to to this situation. It didn't sound like it was like he has a pen in hand ready to do this, but then again, you know, we, we've we've been duped before about what things look like on the surface. Kind of feel like there's a couple of things going on here. Um, one of them, I think you're absolutely right, Nick, about the negotiation aspect of it. I think another thing is the realization, and I've always felt this about Jerry Jones. You ask him a question, he's going to try and give you the best answer he can give. I don't think Jerry's in the business of lying to you. I don't think, you know, I mean, he's, I think he's very honest about the assessment of his team. You know, I think he's, you know, honest about, you know, he was trying to tell you why Ezekiel Elliott didn't start. You know, that was one of the things. It was like, listen, I'm not trying to tell you. It, it was nothing he did wrong or bad or anything like that. You know, he's he's a leader on this team. He went to his defense, to be honest. And, you know, I think, you know, that's something that he's trying to get that out there. And, and that's that's great. I, I appreciate about him. I think there are some concerns about the knee. I, th- I think there's some concerns about it long term. I think there's some concerns about it. How fast can you get ready to play right now? You know, and Jerry and this crew, they want him to play as quickly as possible. I don't see this as being like, okay, we're going to get two games out of you potentially, and then it's you know going to be all over with. I, I think there's some honest concerns about it, and uh, you know we'll see. Uh, you know, they still might get the deal done. This might be a place where Odell Beckham says, listen, I understand the knee's not perfect. I'm going to take some time here. I'll give you a break on this, mm-hmm. you know. And if and if you get enough of a break on, uh, you know, on 
you know, him being available, then maybe you can make this thing work in the way you need it to work. So I kind of feel like that's where, where they're at right now. They're, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, we understand where your knee is, and we understand your availability, and this is what we're willing to do to make that work. And if that's okay with you, then we could get a deal done. If it doesn't appear that way, then either you know he could go somewhere else or he can completely sit out uh, the season and try and do this all over in the springtime again. Yeah, you know what's actually interesting to me? I, I heard on 105.3, the fan, last week, they interviewed um, Justina Anderson, who is about as close to Odell Best friend. Uh, on yeah. covering this thing as anybody you'll yeah. find in the media. And there was something she said, and Bobby Belt actually called it out, and I don't know if I paid as much attention to it as I should, but her her, her she said, and she just kind of kind of glossed over it, but she said, if Odell decides to play this right. year. Right. And and I think and Bobby brought it back up this morning. I heard him talking about it. And I think that's kind of the crux of this issue. You have on one side, it doesn't seem like it's even been decided on Odell's side that he's actually thinks he's going to be ready to be able to play this year. Mm-hmm. You got Jerry on the opposite side. And here was his quote this morning. We want to certainly see something that gives us every opportunity to have a big year with a big year this year with him. So you got the Cowboys saying we really need the help this year. You've got Odell, or at least his camp, or people that are close to him saying, you know, I don't, I don't even know if he's going to be ready to play this year. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, is, in my opinion, I think that's what we're starting to hear a little bit of now is there's a little bit of that's the riff, you know. And, and I actually had the question for you guys. I'd love to hear your opinions on this. If you were sitting in Jerry's chair and you were having to make a decision about him, would you be willing to sign Odell Beckham Jr. for a deal that – if you knew he wasn't going to play this year, do you think it's worth it for next year or maybe even the year after that to go ahead and do the deal? And by the way, here's the part you got to think about. Even if you don't think he's necessarily going to play this regular season, is he maybe available to you in the postseason? Does he provide insurance for you if one of your guys gets hurt in the postseason? All that being considered, what would you do if you were Jerry? I wouldn't sign him. I don't think so. I mean, I, and again, I don't. I haven't looked at a knee, and if I did, I wouldn't know how to evaluate it. Probably, but I mean, I just, I just his knee. Okay, good. not yours. That's you um, just needing to see a knee. No, okay. Right. Um, now calves, I can probably be a specialist on that. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just, I don't, I, I don't think I would. And the reason why is, and I don't mean to be like the wet blanket on this because everyone's excited yeah. about it. But I, I fast forward to the spring of next year in free agency. Uh, okay, Cowboys need this, this. They don't have any money. We all know that. Are they going to go get a thirty-year-old receiver that doesn't play special teams that could be your number two and three when you, you know, CD's going to need a deal and you already signed Gallup and you probably drafted someone because you don't really like what Tolbert did. All that stuff. I don't think you're going to sign a guy like that anyways. So if it doesn't help you right now, I just think their needs are different. Because he wants to latch on, Odell wants to latch onto a team right now, preferably a team that has a chance to win, and then get himself ready, rehabbing for free and all that stuff, getting himself ready for next year. And the Cowboys want a guy ready to play this year. I just think that their needs are different. I could be a little bit of a smartass here. How old was James Washington? How old? Yeah. They signed James Washington. They went and got a veteran receiver. He was a million dollars. See, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, they, they, they went and got one. I mean that's that's right, but but I mean they they, they to me that's what I'm saying. If, if you yeah you wouldn't yeah you, you I I was understanding what you're saying. Would, would they sign on Odell next year? Like say, I think say that's he just the shuts thing. It down and yeah, says, I think that's I'm the waiting. thing. I think that's the thing. And and to your point, it yeah it'd have to be for a lot less money. You know I, I they they did they 
got rid of Cooper and they brought a veteran guy in, but it was for cheap. Yeah. So, you know, that's kind of where you're like going, well, they've brought receivers in before. Right. But, but, but yeah, but it's going to have to be for the money. This, if this guy, you know, to be honest with you, if he doesn't get the deal that he wants, I wouldn't play. I don't care. You know, it's not, you know, rally back next year and see if you can drum up a market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, try and convince Nick that, you know, hey, I'm I'm worth more than a million dollars. You know, I'm worth $5 million. You know, try and convince people that that's actually the, the case here. But I, me personally, I, I'm troubled on this one because I feel like having him, even if it was for two or three games – I kind of feel like that it, he would help you, but long term, I mean, Nick said something the other day that kind of got my attention. I've used it on the radio. When you start to think about his contract, if it's long term, what does that do to CD's contract? You know, I mean, Nick brought it up. I think it's an excellent point. If you're negotiating right now with Odell Beckham and your CD Lamb's camp, you're going, well, what are you talking to him for? My guy's doing, you know, why would you? And and all you know, and then you can also the guy can say, well, geez, they got rid of Amari Cooper. They just moved on from him like nothing. So I mean, maybe that gives you scares you a little bit. But I kind of feel like though that that if if I can't get him like I need him for this year, and it's it, it is only just two three games, I don't think I would do this. I just don't. Yeah. I don't. I mean, it. They're, they've got receivers that are coming along, and and like we just said, or I just said. You got James Washington in the hole in right. case if something happens to one of these receivers, you know, you would probably this time of year, what would you do? You would go get James Washington yep. if he was available. Right. That's he's what you would. To, he's yeah. already you've already got him. Yep. Yeah. I'm actually pretty annoyed by the whole situation. Like, there's been so much hype, right? And and yesterday you see him at the Mavs, and you see him with Micah and Trevon and everything. You see them all smiling, and oh, this is great, great chemistry and everything. And then you listen to Jerry Jones this morning, and then to me personally, everything kind of took a turn. And it's like, okay, this doesn't really sound great. Specifically when they asked him about um, his availability and when he would be playing. Jerry kind of took a pause there and thought about it. And he's like, well, that's relative, depending how you look at it. And he could have played one snap or, you know, be in the uh, playoffs or help you in the Super Bowl. Who knows? But the fact that, from my understanding, that he's not – and, again, we don't really know where he's at with the injury – but not willing to, and correct me if I'm wrong, to do like a workout and allow teams to actually see you, allow the Cowboys to see you take, run around, do something. That's a problem. That's a huge gamble that, and I understand like the Cowboys position and Jerry even admitted it, that it, it, it doesn't make him confident or comfortable to do this kind of signing without being able to see and analyze him on the field doing things physically. So it's just it's it's a very tricky situation, but as of right now based on today's mood and what I heard, I don't think this is headed the right direction and looking into next year, I wouldn't sign him as of right now for that. So I'm agreeing yeah. with you guys in that aspect. You know, it's 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 funny. I think they have a better idea of the knee. At least they, they've got to see the player physically. They've got to move the leg and all that. I'm going to say this, and I, I have no insight on this. I really don't. I mean, nobody is saying a damn word about this. 
But I know working with Britt Brown and Jim Maurer, I know working with Dr. Cooper, the front office trusts those guys more than anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they drafted Jalen Smith. You know why? Because Dan Cooper did that surgery. They, you know, everybody's like, take him off the board, man. This guy ain't ever going to play again. This guy's this, this, that, and the other. They, the Cowboys said, no, nah, that's our second-round pick right there. Dan Cooper did the doctor did the surgery. They know they they trust their medical staff more than anybody I think in the league. I think there's some teams that would say, "Yeah, fine, medical staff, thank you very much. We're just going to take this player anyway." These guys here, they 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 carry a big stick in that room. And if Britt Brown and Jim Maurer and Dr. Dan Cooper and Dr. Fallon and everybody else says this knee's just not right. It's just not ready yet. Yeah. You know, he needs time. And I guarantee you Mike McCarthy said it before. He trusts this medical staff. He said it before. Jerry and Steven have kept this medical staff here as coaches have been let go. Mm-hmm. They've kept the same medical staff. You know why? They trust them. Mm-hmm. So if this medical staff is saying that he's not ready, the knee's just not right, he needs more time, You know, if you want to sign him, we'll work with him. But let me just tell you why I wouldn't do it. I, I think that carries a big stick yeah. in that room. The timing of it, I think, is just off. Like like Amber just said, you don't go buy a car and then the owners tell you you can't drive it right now. You can't test drive it because mm. that's all you're trying to do. Yeah, because if you can't test drive it, you can't try. It. Yeah. yeah, and because he that's why I say the timing is off. He's not ready to go run routes and make cuts and all that because you're going to make decisions based off the way I look. That's why players don't want to put bad tape out there exactly. if they're not ready because you're going to judge me on how I look and I'm not ready to be judged just yet. So, you know, that's 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 the way it is. Nobody wants to take pictures at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I mean, like, let me get ready before I'm ready to, to go do this. But here's another part of that, too. Like you said, if you want us to work with them, yeah. they trust the training staff. You know, like the Cowboys, it's a gamble, too, because maybe Jerry and them do want to sign him next See, year. Yeah. Now you can yeah. be the first to the party and yeah. say, I got my great rehab crew that will work with him on the courts until then, until mm-hmm. he's ready to go. Yeah. And I don't have to fight everyone else that wants to jump back in in March when he's a free agent. I already did it. I did the work. I bit, I bit the bullet. And now I got him for next year. If they want to go that route, yeah. that's a route too. That's I, I, that's a that's a great point. And you know, you're also looking at a situation that 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 Jerry and Steven might say, "We appreciate everything you guys just said about this player. We're going to sign him. We, we hell beat. We're just going to sign him. You know that we don't care. We we're you know, thanks. We yeah. But Nick's right. You know, if you want to, if you just want to knock it out for next year, and it's not going to kill you. I mean, I think they've got a lot of guys they got to sign next year, though, yeah. right? They've got a. It's See, a and, pretty significant, and I think they've got zero cap money. Left. That's also <laughs> why, to me, unless you're getting help out of him this year, yeah, I don't know that it makes sense right. because. What you need more than anything else is a corner right now. <laughs> that too. What you need right now is you need cheap good players, and yeah. you can do that in the draft. There are always good receivers you can yeah. find in the draft from the second round, third round. Uh, now, we'll see, see this, what happens with Jalen Tolbert. That's that's but, yeah. But, but that's, the thing yeah. about it is, like, I would look at it if I'm the Cowboys. If I'm looking at a long term solution, it's probably not Odell. Just because mm-hmm. it's going to cost me so much money, I got all these other guys coming after him who are young, by the way, that I got to take care of and I got to pay. If unless Odell's willing to give me a, a price that actually makes sense and fits, yeah, you sound like I, you've I been working with the Cowboys for 
several years. We've here. seen this. We've seen this <laughs> play out, right? Hey, we've seen this play out. The ironic part of it all is that the reason why you don't want to go do all that. Now, now, let's not forget the Mavericks game last night. Those were Jerry's seats. Yeah, that's yeah. the Cowboy seats that he said. Yeah, he didn't absolutely. just announce. Yeah. Not that those guys and that crew that he was with didn't have the money to buy any seats. That's. Where they Did were you find sitting. it interesting? It was all defensive players. Well, it was the interesting part is <laughs> the reason uh, and a music mogul. Yeah, the <laughs> reason why you can't, you know, why you don't really want to go too far down the road with him and pay him all this money is because you got to sign. Ironically, those two guys that were sitting next yeah. to him, those two contracts would yeah. keep me up at night if I was yeah. Stephen and the, his crew that does that, especially That's next year. Well, it's. You can start with you can start next yeah. year with Diggs, and I just I just have this feeling with Diggs next year he doesn't gonna, have that fifth year option. It's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be t- he's going into his last year, yeah. and I think they're gonna try to get it done. And I don't they think, need to yeah, and I don't think you'll see him. I don't I, I don't know this. I just wouldn't expect him to be at like the training camp and any. They got anything. a right tackle that's up too. Terrence Steele. Yeah, that should wait, be an easier wait, negotiation it, though, right? Terrence Steele. Yeah. Right. They're trying to get Terrence Steele done right How now. How is that an easy negotiation? I think it's an easier negotiation because, or at least the way I would approach the negotiation, that doesn't mean you're going to give him a hometown discount, but I think for a guy like him that came from where he came from, and as much as the Cowboys have invested in him, I think you can get that deal done for a price that makes sense. I don't top, think Top 10 right tackle in the league. Yeah. That's what he would want. Yeah. Diggs is going to want to be fair. the highest paid cornerback in the history right. of cornerbacks, which is every time a new guy gets a deal, that's right. what it is. And then that's you got, a, It's an easier negotiation. And then you got Micah. Yeah, he's about to be like <laughs> highest paid defensive player in the history of the league. That's going to be a that's going to be a really really tough one because I guarantee you they're going to say stop calling him a linebacker because <laughs> if they try to franchise him, you franchise him as yeah, a defensive end and a yeah. linebacker. Yeah, you got a lot different. You got a lot different. You got a fifth year option on him on Micah. Yeah, on Micah. Plus, you got franchise tags. Yeah. that you could go try and go but, multiple years there on that. So you could you could run this thing what seven years. Yeah, but I kind of do. You want to though? No, with I'm just saying though, bitch. You got a quarterback. You got and the quarterback's up in what three years too? That's the trickiest. That was a short deal, yeah. But here's the deal, and I don't want to get too far into the cap conversation. But it's like off season talk. Yeah, supposedly the cap. This is like if you're the Texans, one and ten. You know, (laughs) having a talk. Yeah, (laughs) the cap's going up significantly. I think next year, like supposed to be really big jump. So that's also part of this too. Is how much of a cap will you have? Would rather have Odell or, or Pollard next year? Pollard for sure. I don't even think it's a question for me. I don't either, but I, I think that's a that's that's what we're talking question. about yeah. here. Yeah. That type of player, it's crazy. It is. Never thought. Let me ask you this. I hate this. I'll, I'll make it. I'll make it even together. tougher as I have my game today. I'll, I'll oh, give you a game. I, yeah, we got a game today. I'll make it even tougher. Would you rather have Pollard or Zeke? Man, that's easy. For me. Going to break here on the uh, on the Cowboys break. No. Yes, we are. We're going to break here on the Cowboys break. We'll come back. We'll have a little game for right. and I'm sure he'll have that, is that question. Is that is that the question? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. It's DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable, and now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure, and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. 
What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. To the break. Derek, get your holiday photo with Santa at the Star, presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at the Cowboys-themed cottage in the Star District across from Ascension through December 24th. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa for more information. Welcome back. Final second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Dot com. I'm having problems. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> some freeze, freeze yeah. up. Ding. All right. There ah, we go. Okay. There right. we go. Sorry. Brian, you got a game for us. Let's I go. do. Let's go. Here we go. Uh, I'll save that question for a little bit later in my <laughs> game here. Uh, Ambar, has CeeDee Lamb been the best player on the Cowboys since the Chicago game? Chicago. So we've played five games by week. And then Packers, and Packers, coming off yeah. the bye week. Yeah, uh, best, best player, player on the t- on the team. Mm, I would. He's he's improved a, a lot, a lot. He, I would say, he's one of the guys that had done the biggest jump so far. We've seen the defense show struggles, so I think the defense has taken like a dip down. And I would I would say so. I think that the way that CD has progressively progressively been playing, I would now put him on top of that list as one of the the best players on the roster. Derek Eagleton. No, I think it's been Pollard. Yeah, I was just looking up the numbers. Yeah. I think I think Pollard has been. If you want to point out one player that you say has been the 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 linchpin of their success over these games, to me, it's been Tony Pollard. I agree. I, and, and also, and the only thing about CD is that as great as he's been, and his numbers are better than his play has been better than his numbers mm-hmm. because you don't get points for the PIs that he's drawing and stuff like that. But you also don't get docked a little bit for some of the route running, the interceptions. He's a part of that too. Some of his work he's been outstanding I go with Pollard and also I keep writing this thing 
Trayvon Diggs has been amazing. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs, like, just no one's throwing at him. They're throwing mm-hmm. at, at Browns. Watch what they do with Joseph. Like, they're going to throw. Diggs has been really, really good to the point where he's bored. Like, I, I think <laughs> I actually think that's why he bit on that route the other day because yeah, I think he's just kind of like he wants to play football. I want to get to a ball. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, but good. you know, look at uh, looking at Tony Pollard's numbers over the last four games. That would be four games since Chicago. Uh, he's been over 100 total yards in three of those four games. Like, and again, you're talking about a couple of those games where he had Zeke back. Yeah. And so I, I just I'm looking at this and I'm like, it, I think he has clearly been and I, their best player over these. Four and games. I give Kellen Moore some credit too for finding out ways to to get him involved a lot more. You yeah. know, it's not just this back versus this back. They figure out different ways to use them interchangeably. I think it's been good. I think they've both have been really, really good. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like your answer too, Ambar. I was thinking that. I mean, well, it's also the combination with because Michael Gallup. I wouldn't put him as the best right now. He hasn't shown that just yet, but. Him as well. He's been progressively getting better, yeah. more opportunities, but because of CeeDee Lamb as yeah. well. So is, I put them just kind of like yeah. a combo. So the yeah. receiver group has taken a step from where I, they were. Before. I like where you're, I like where you're yeah. going And there. to be fair on that, there of, of those four games, four, two of those games he's had over 100 yards. CeeDee yeah. has had 71 in the other. Um, and he's had three touchdowns in those four games. So he's yeah. had a really, really good yeah. stretch here, no doubt yeah. about it. All right, uh, Derek. Dan Quinn's reputation is on the line with Kelvin Joseph starting right now. <laughs> nah, man, I'm not going to make that man have to deal with that. That's not his decision. Kelvin Joseph was not his decision, I don't think. I mean, that's Well, a, he went to he went to Lexington to work I, this guy. I get it. I get he, it. This but, is, he, he made it. But, but, but as Jerry says, he makes the final decision sure. on, on players. Okay. That, that sits with the front office. I'm not going to put that on Dan Quinn because I'll put it to you like this. Everything that Dan Quinn has done since he's gotten here, for the most part, has been right on point. He sure. knows how to get the most out of every single player. And quite frankly, listening to you yesterday, it has me a little bit intrigued. If they give, if he's going to be getting all these, oh, reps, I'm, I'm all about I'm, this. I'm intrigued now. I yeah. want to see if what we've yeah. seen so far, if he can get a lot better. I talked, heard Jerry talking about it as well, and talking about how Kelvin Joseph is a hard worker and, and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. And sometimes that's just platitudes. Other times, you know, maybe it is legit that he's a hard worker and he's really in there and he's working at it and now playing. Maybe he does get a lot better. Makes maybe he makes that leap. Now's the time to do it for sure. And uh, and so let let's see what he does. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna saddle Dan Quinn with that. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think if he if Kelvin Joseph struggles, yeah, I wouldn't say well, you know, maybe Dan Quinn's not that good of a coordinator. I, I don't know about that. But I do think a lot is riding on this on this uh, situation because he gives up plays. Just constantly. That's what he does. I mean, you go right at him. I think that I think that's going to be a pinpoint of the game plan for opposing teams. Uh, let's see what his confidence is is going to be. I, I just think, you know, he, he's going to have to make a huge, huge jump. And I and I wonder if if this isn't a situation where Bland is maybe better on the outside, and then you slide him on the inside. But they play nickel all the time, right? Sure. So it's not really like. I mean, yeah, you got to play them both. The way I look at that too is like if you if you still want him to play the nickel, you basically just keep Bland in there when you have two cornerbacks in. When yeah. you go to nickel, you slide him inside. Like that to me would be the optimal way I would want to see it. Um, but I know Brian, you you think Kelvin Joseph is better at this point than Bland, and so well, I, I just, get it. I respect no, 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 it. No, no, I, just, I just think what I've seen from Bland going back to training. Oh no, I, like I love I love Bland. I'm just saying I think that they I think they they think that Joseph they they 
for some reason they trust Joseph to go out there and play. Yeah, they do and make plays. And I and I think that's I think that's on. I do. That's why I asked the question about Dan Quinn. You think he's the one making that choice? I think Dan Quinn's the one that went to Lexington, Kentucky. I don't think it was to go work out Quentin Bohanna. I think it was to go work out a guy in Lexington and like and you know I think that Dan Quinn fought for this guy. I, I think you know the reputation of him as an evaluator is on the line. I you know, you. I mean, he's he's done a really nice job, but it's also going to be his job to make sure that he protects him mm-hmm. from not getting attacked in this game. Nick, what did you think about? Did you have a? And the, that yeah, was it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I think I I don't think his reputation's on the line. I mean, I, I get the question, but but I I, I do think. I think this is this is a huge huge part of the of, of this last month of the season for the Cowboys because all it takes is one cornerback out there on that island that can that can put you in harm's way and um, you know Jerry said though you know he he says this is the best safety class he's ever had here so you know maybe the, those guys can help. You know that they can help, and, and also just tell Micah that he sucks. That's what Micah said. <laughs> just tell him that he sucks, so he can get pissed off and get after him. Because oh. the best cornerbacks in the league are the ones that play uh, the play with with really good pass rushers. I'm gonna tell yeah. you right now, Micah's gonna have at least three sacks this week. After last week, I think he's just like God, gonna be just so like mad. so so. <laughs> In, in you know, so looking forward to seeing that. Houston Get it done in the first half. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Before they pull him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ambar, about that Dan Quinn, reputation on the line? No, it's going to take a whole lot more than that for you or anyone to change my mind uh, on Dan Quinn and what he's done for the Cowboys so far. I think now is the stretch where you really look at, okay, how is he going to handle this situation at the cornerback position? Mm-hmm. Is Kelvin Joseph really going to – Take that step forward. And more so, like, let's say if he continues to show struggles, I mentioned this, I think it was yesterday, how his teammates react to that. And how does Dan Quinn manages keeping everybody on the same team and everybody on the same, you know, hype, like, you know, this is our guy, let's keep pushing him rather than now people kind of turning on him pissed off. Because we know defensive players, they're very, very competitive. They get Mm -hmm. really mad. And it can quickly take a yeah, different turn. You're there. right about that. It's, if, it, if it's a, a bad situation, it won't be one for long. I mean, they'll they'll make a move there. Yeah. They have to. It, not not and saying they they with Jalen Smith. Yeah. They thought Jalen, yeah. Somebody said Jalen Smith can't play anymore. Get they'll him out let here. Nashawn yeah. Wright. Yeah. See yeah. that yeah. this Kendall Sheffield yeah. is a guy um, that, but he's more he's the outside guy. And they want, yeah. They're looking for an inside slot type of guy. Yeah. Wait, Sheffield's more yeah. outside or inside? press corner. He's right. more of a press yeah. corner, not a zone corner, but a press yeah. corner. Yeah. So that's what they really like about him. Talking. Should they be playing more press, especially I, I, a team that puts a lot seven, of That number seven. That number seven is really good at it on yeah. the other side. I don't know why they don't do more, but they yeah. they should. They absolutely should. Nick, Pollard or Zeke? <laughs> I am. Um, you only have one. Pollard's a better player right now. He's a better player, and and he's he gives you some things that that like if you're looking at the draft next year in the second to third round, what Zeke is giving you right now is there. I think in, in Malik the draft. Davis, <laughs> uh, maybe Malik Davis, but also in the draft that that, that guy's there, that guy yeah. that can average four four and a half yards, tough inside running, hangs onto the football, gives him a spark. But the Pollard, and Pollard was a fourth-round pick, I get it, but he wasn't what he is and is needed two to three years to really develop into mm-hmm. this. So um, I, I still think, though, I'm a chicken and steak guy on both. I like both. You know, combo platter, 
I still think you can figure out both here. You can. You can figure out both. Uh, Zeke's going to get a very interesting contract, I think, at the end of the season, and I think they'll both be here. But but I Lawrence, the Lawrence kind of deal. I think yeah. so. <laughs> Ambar, Pollard or Zeke? What what's the game scenario here? Where are we at? Is it like two and goal or yeah. <laughs> where are we at? Um, I freaking love Zeke, but as of right now, if you had and absolutely had to pick one, I'm I asking think you pick it one. Would be Tony Pollard just because of that spark, that dynamic type of plays that he's being able to give you that Zeke has kind of started lacking. And and not to say Zeke, he's great and we still need him. And we've talked about this, the combination of both, depending on the situation of, you know, what um, the game is looking like and what play there. But, yeah, uh, Tony Pollard, I guess. To me, it's 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 easy Pollard, and it's only because of age. I'm running back is Where, position – Running back is a position more than any other position yeah. in the NFL where age matters and How you age quickly. Two years apart, but you age quickly at that yeah. position. Look and at the carries. And the carries. Yeah, the yeah. But you, yeah. what you start seeing is it can drop off so quickly yeah. for a running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm, I don't know. Why I'm drawing a blank. But the running back that was in Pittsburgh, um, Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell. He was. Among among the yeah. very best in the NFL, and literally within a year or two, just kind of like fell off the map. Yeah, yeah, Steelers, yeah. yeah it, and I mean, he was so good, and that's that's the way running backs are. So for me, it's not so much. And I know what you're saying, Nick, but even right now, I see a lot of extreme value in what you get from Zeke Elliott. Some of the things he's done over the last week, we were talking about it during the game last week. He has a little bit of that burst back. Like mm. he is he is running the ball. I think at a really really high level right now. My issue still is. He has a lot of carries on that body. He's 27 years old. You've already done a second deal. I don't know that I would get to a third. For me, I look at it. Give me the younger guy, and I'll go back to the well yeah. and try to – my strategy with running backs would just be every year, every two years, I'm drafting another one, and I'm going to keep that a young position. When's his contract? Uh, it, it's it's not up, but yeah, you know, they, they, you're gonna have to get a little. It's, it's, you're it's about to, as up as it can be without being up. But you, but you, this is the year you can play with finagle it. with yeah. it a little bit. You know, more. Brian, you brought up a point about Jerry on the radio this morning talking about Zeke and 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 after the game, he's the one that brought up that yeah. he was a cell phone disciplinary issue, and the reason why he did it mm-hmm. is because that's his son. Yeah, he loves Zeke. He yeah. protects him. He doesn't want yeah. some guy in the media to say you benched Zeke. Yep. Yeah. No, That's no. Exactly right. And so he'll 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 throw business out there that he knows he's not really supposed to. That's right. internal stuff. You're not supposed. That happens all the time. There's all that kind of issue. You know, there's little fines here and there. But he's so protective, making sure you don't. We're not benching this guy. Okay. So that's why he threw it out there. And he had a decision to make. And he chose. I'd rather get into McCarthy's business because I don't want you to think differently of the boy the way we. Yeah. Feel about Zeke, yeah, and that probably tells you a lot about what's going to happen this offseason. Right, yeah. that tells you a whole lot about what they feel about him. And typically, typically, one thing we know about Jerry, Jerry can he can have loyalty when it comes to these players, yeah. and sometimes keep them a little longer than he may be should. Can I can I ask one more question, quick, or we got it? Can I ask one more, and you got sure, a go quick answer? Okay, yeah. everybody needs to give me a quick answer. Ambar, what line would you use if you were Jerry Jones to convince Odell Beckham to come to Dallas? Give me one line. <laughs> Everything is bigger and better in Texas. Like it. Derek. We got a team that can compete for a championship. Nick. 
Brown's got those cords, man. He'll he'll work you. He'll work you into a good. He'll he'll get that knee right. He'll get that knee right. You yeah. th- you threw in that free. That free, earlier, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got some free, it's like free high quality, yeah. free rehab. Yeah, I don't know what the LA rehab is like, but this guy, yeah. <laughs> good. all right, thank you. Guys. All right, we're gonna take our final break. We're gonna come back. I may have a question or two from the fans that we'll hit in the final segment. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field: United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Dr. Pepper's something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. Just like a penalty kick in soccer, <laughs> the most electrifying event is the holiday season with Cowboys Christmas extravaganza powered by Reliant every Friday and Saturday night through December 17th. Check out Cowboys football heroes, cheerleaders, Santa Claus 2. Visit thestardistrict.com slash Christmas for more information. Welcome That's back. Right. It is the final segment of the break and literally is going to be two minutes. Uh, so let's get a quick question here. I did have a question for you guys about uh, from Ernie on Twitter. He says, "In what areas have you seen Kellen Moore? Do you ever like Bert? <laughs> I knew that was coming. In what areas is Big Bird seen, overrated? Have you seen <laughs> Kellen Moore improve this year compared compared to last? Just <laughs> count your favorite guy. <laughs> How is Scandrick really in that coming out of that track? Oscar." <laughs> I'm sorry, Ernie. <laughs> question. Ernie Banks. Uh, now, what's, what's the Kellen Moore? The question was how? How? In what areas have you seen Kellen Moore improve over oh, last year? Uh, we said it. I said it earlier. I mean, I think the fact that he can figure out how to get Pollard uh, going, how to get Pollard and Zeke out there together. Um, those tight ends. He plays a lot of three and four tight end sets, and and they're still productive. They're still spread it out. You know, throwing the ball around. Uh, I think he's been really creative with with the ways he's getting those guys going. Yeah, I, I think that you know you you look at it with the, the 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 things that they've been able to do the more movement 
the more uses of some combination routes, the running game stuff like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it, it it's actually looking like it needs to look. You know, I mean, they put a lot of pressure on defensive coordinators. I think if my memory is serving me right, I would say probably red zone. I think they've improved in that. That once the hit the red zone. They're, they show struggles there, but they'll be able to get some points in there. And that's something, was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember when it was when they were really, really struggling mm. in the red zone. That's where I'm struggling to kind of really ago, remember. Sure. Red, zone. red zone, was that two years ago? I mean, it, it was last year or something, too. Last year? I mean, yeah. yeah, that's part of the running issue. You know? Yeah, that yeah. was, absolutely. Yeah, running yeah. the ball. Toward the second half of yeah. the year, yeah, yeah for sure. Well, I just feel yeah. that this year, that's... Taking some improvement there in kind of the ways that and that's Ke- Dak. Kellen Moore has done. That's things. another thing. Dak is just better at, at, at with than Cooper Rush. He just brings a little bit more element of running there than, and, and yeah. I think they're better in the red zone for yeah. it. All right, we appreciate you guys, Jonas. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll uh, get into uh, a little bit of uh, Texans offense, Texans offense versus Cowboys defense. We'll talk about that tomorrow. For the till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagles, and this has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!